Hey, Vecna here. Just a disclaimer. Neither of your hosts on Binged and Unhinged work for or are affiliated with Netflix or Stranger Things in any way. These are Sky and Emily's opinions, not that of Netflix. Hold on to your Vecnesis. The show is about to begin. Today's episode may contain content that some listeners may find disturbing. Listener discretion advised. podcast where we deep dive into our fandom hyperfixations. I'm Emily. I'm Sky. And this season we're talking about the one and only Stranger Things season 1, except not right now because we need to do a little updates moment. Yeah, we have um a little list of things that we got to talk about. A whole list. Listen, yeah. we stopped recording for a couple months and all hell broke loose. So Mm-hmm. All right, so I've compiled all of all of the Stranger Things things that have happened in the past to like what six months now, um, because a lot's gone down. Lots happened. Every everything everything is uh, it's a lot. Um, so let's talk about the filming situation. Um, first of all, I would just like to scream about the fact that we were supposed to be there when they started filming like oh yeah because the podcast doesn't even know that we went yeah yeah so we listen we met we we, we met, met in real life we met in real life it was great it was a delight we decided that the first time that we meet we're going to go on like a 12-hour road trip together um <laughs> which actually in all actuality was like a 27-hour road trip it was all together so many hours so many hours in a car um which just very on brand for us to do that for our first meeting um (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah so I flew to Texas and then we got in a car and we drove from Texas to uh Georgia where they film Stranger Things we stayed in the wildest Airbnb I've (laughs) ever stayed I I booked the Airbnb because you know I've never actually booked an Airbnb before and I saw that one I was just like this is cheap and and it's quaint um I'll just book that and so I did and everybody was like yeah because we were supposed to have a couple more friends come and Mm -hmm. they couldn't make it and so everybody was like yeah 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 let's stay there and so um we get there just me and Emily in the middle of the night, we are greeted by this ghost of a dog. It's just ginormous. Um, it was a great Pyrenees. And yes. this is the only time we saw this dog. Okay. I was thinking about this recently. He was a ghost. Was he a ghost? I don't know. I don't know. I swear to God, he was like some kind of like spirit. He herded us to our parking spot, first of all, which I thought was adorable. Yeah, very cute. He was very friendly, but that was the only time we mm-hmm. saw him the entire time we were there. And we were stayed for what, three nights? Yes. So yeah. He might have been a ghost. Who knows? Yeah. But basically this Airbnb was on a working cattle and sheep ranch in the middle of nowhere. Like the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh um, the church. 
oh my god okay so sidetrack it's just a little sidetrack moment we were driving there okay it's the middle of the night we're in the deepest pits of like rural georgia right yeah like nothing for miles like you better have gas because if you don't have gas you might run out because there's just nothing yeah yeah completely like where's where is the nearest city hours away right so we're driving through like nothing it's terrifying first of all because it's pitch black there's just forest on either side middle of nowhere like hills and and curves and forest and just all you can see is everything that's lit up in the headlights and I'm like there's gonna be a person yeah that just like yeah. walks out in the middle of the road I've seen this horror movie before anyways no literally it was like <laughs> there's a cryptid right next to our car I swear to god <laughs> so <laughs> so I don't know what I was doing like I was not paying attention to what was going on around us I don't know I, if I was just like, I think you were scared. looking up like directions like I think you were on maps maybe I was stuff. oh maybe I was looking for food or something I don't know that's um, what it was that's what it was okay Continue. yeah yeah, which led to nothing. The McDonald's was closed, even though it said it was open on maps. <laughs> um, do you want to describe what you saw? <laughs> okay, so I'm, so for context, I'm driving. Emily's in the passenger seat. Um, she's looking up McDonald's. <laughs> Let me tell you, in... I was a passenger princess this whole entire trip. <laughs> like... <laughs> and not because I didn't want you to drive. I was just like, I was in the zone. I was you like, really were. let's get there. <laughs> let's get there and then we'll have fun um so I'm driving I'm just like there's nothing and all of a sudden I just see this eerie glow up ahead and I'm like what the fuck is that and so then I look and it's a church the tiniest little white church you've ever seen and all the windows are lit up in this bright fucking sick red like pure blood red yeah. yeah yeah like the, like devil, the devil went down, went down to georgia, to georgia. <laughs> truly. Truly. truly and i was like did you see that <laughs> and emily was like no because the speed limit was like 55 or something i was like i'm turning around you have to see this and like record it so she starts recording and i i pull into somebody's i don't know land driveway or something we turn around and we recorded it and it's the scariest thing i think i've ever seen it's terrifying it's like a backlit like cross mm-hmm. it's backlit like red Deep. oh like seven foot cross by the way like it's huge. huge on this tiny little church it's weird yeah it was the most ominous thing i think i've ever seen um and i'm for the record i'm going to put together a tiktok of this trip that we went on i'm gonna probably it's gonna be like two or three that are going to come out the day this podcast comes out and they'll be on the bench and unhinged tiktok and probably also on the instagram so you can like go you're see doing this all church. these fun things and i'm just like yeah i have all this footage and i just haven't made anything yet listen i haven't Oopsie done daisies. anything yet either it's fine <laughs> oopsie daisies um oopsie daisies um listen we're busy we're emotionally recovering from the journey we went on so yeah yeah, so that was probably the most terrifying thing that I've ever seen and so we drive by that and at this point we're what like 15 minutes away from our Airbnb so we're like this is really reassuring um yeah we were (laughs) I don't know that we were that close but we were close enough like we had been in the car for like 13 hours we're this close to our destination I'm like in this this is the civilization that we have come upon yeah like like what, a great what is happening 
screaming. What the fuck? Yeah, terrifying. So anyways, you get to this Airbnb. It's this, when was it built? It was built in like 1902 or something. Yeah, and that's um, just the the barn house thing that we're in, like the shack we're in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the house. Maybe that's the house too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I know the, look, the, the building that we were staying in was built around that time. Um, mm-hmm. and it definitely looks it yeah um, it does which it, is like if you've ever been to like a small town like museum like mm-hmm. about the town it looks like you're staying in like one of those like living history kind yeah. of like you know where people dress up and they pretend like oh it's like civil war and we're like churning butter and stuff yes. that's what it looks like yes it's it was literally like a time capsule which is like on one hand cool i love history i love historical locations just the particular we're in deep south georgia the particular location we're in is yeah (laughs) all of this to say that if we had been able to pick a different in place because we felt a little uncomfy we might have but it was actually aside from decor choices um (laughs) it was quite lovely it was it was nice it was quaint it was like a nice place to wake up just to the sounds of like no air conditioning there was no air conditioning but honestly the weather was kind of amazing and our skin had never looked better and our skin had never looked better i don't know what the fuck is in the air in georgia but i have literally never had skin like that your skin actually looks so much like nice right now it looks kind of like how it did when we were in georgia just letting you know it looked good the other day and i was gonna say something and then i forgot oh it's not (laughs) but thank you (laughs) work um yeah so that's the airbnb we stayed at it was a wild time um and then to add context to why this is like so frustrating in the like realm of filming for season five um we found out like uh what a week before our trip that and none of this was Mm -hmm. intentional but we found out like a week before our trip that the day that they were supposed to start filming it was about may 15th it was that week yeah, so we had booked this trip months in advance because we we had never going to Jackson, Georgia was kind of a secondary idea that we decided mm-hmm. because we were gonna be so close. Yes. We were we were going to Florida. That's what we were going for. Like we were going right. for a book convention. Um, and it just was like, okay, well, why don't we just make the extra like six hour journey up to Georgia it's close enough that it's like we should just do it I'm on the other side of the country already like let's just go yeah and so we had planned this months and months and months in advance we had speculated I think that we were like well they could start filming like around the time we're there maybe like a little after or something then we find out that they were gonna start filming the week we were supposed to be there yeah like literally the week and then and then the with my out. luck and your luck combined yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah yep um then literally like the next day after we found out that they were going to start filming um that week 
the writer strike happened which is mm-hmm. all for that um yes absolutely love that um and i hope that they are very successful in their endeavors but god it really did not work out for us timing no it didn't i mean <laughs> i wish that they were getting paid what they should be paid as someone who writes things um yeah. i want them to be paid what they're worth being paid um but i was very very sad that i didn't get to see um Joe Curie's bulge, bulge in person. In person. <laughs> so, 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 I'm no I'm better no than better a man. Than anyways. Oh, anyways, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we were supposed to be there when they were there. Uh, probably would have hindered our trip a little bit because I'm sure. Oh, I so would much not have gone to the convention. Off. If they had asked me to be an extra, I would have been like, fuck oh, god, book conve- conventions. So nice. Yeah, we're gonna be extras that would have been really great if that had been a thing that happened but um yeah so all that to say it didn't work out um but the trip was amazing we had so much fun um it was very fun oh our airbnb in florida we found out there was a man in the next room over i had no idea we had terrible luck with all of our airbnbs on this trip actually i mean the first one was fine like it wasn't a bad it was the decor it was, was just the decor off. choices if you go watch the tiktok it's going to make sense but the decor choices were very uh insensitive <laughs> very insensitive um yeah yeah um so we did our whole georgia thing it was amazing if you want to see more content from it you can go watch the tiktoks um or instagram reels um but then we went to florida because we were going for a book convention we went to go scams and crowns it was great um and but the we, airbnb <laughs> yeah so it was in tampa and the uh, listen the airbnb on paper and by paper i mean like in the app great it looked fine it was clean a, cute was clean cute a place to stay i mean I, I i will sleep anywhere including like on the sidewalk in the streets of new york city so like if I'm going somewhere and I want cheap accommodations, like I will make whatever works work. <laughs> um, right. But um, it looked like of the Airbnbs I stayed in, it looked pretty nice. We get there and there's no extra toilet paper. There's a, what, like a half roll of toilet paper, half roll of paper towels. There's yeah. no dish towels in the kitchen. Yeah. So like, <laughs> if you want to cook something, you're SOL basically, because you're going to run out of paper towels pretty much immediately. And then run out of toilet paper, look through all of the like drawers, closets, cabinets, no toilet paper. Everything. And this we had an emergency. Been. I won't get into detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was not a good situation to be in. Um, and there was no hand soap in the bathroom either. So like. No. And just- luckily I bring my own because I'm mm-hmm. insane. And I, Emily can now attest to my actual OCD. So I bring my own everything pretty much um I bring like detergent I bring everything like if you need it I probably had it yeah in that tub somewhere great that worked out amazing for us except (laughs) we did need toilet paper and paper towels and I usually bring toilet paper but I was like no we're going to Airbnbs surely there's going to be toilet paper so there was not not. (laughs) no um so that was weird and then like the furniture all of the decor had the tags still on it which was yes, like Hobby Lobby. I mean, I don't know if it was a, actually a Hobby Lobby, but room, something but like that. Yeah. Um, weird. And the furniture was all definitely like really cheap, probably like from Ikea furniture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the 
I stayed in the room with the bunk beds and the they were on the floor. Like like I'm so sorry about that. No, it was literally fine. Like I Wait, I didn't fine. sleep much better. I felt like I could feel the wooden slats through the mattress. Yeah, the mattresses were so thin. Um uh, which mm-hmm. is like fine. Of the places I've stayed, like that's certainly not the oh, worst yeah, I mean, of them. I wasn't outside, so I was okay. I was vibing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just a really strange Airbnb experience and it really bothered me that there was no like extras of anything or just like hand soap <laughs> so we had to go buy all that and then like what like the second day we realized yeah. that there's in like loud like someone is hammering on the walls banging yeah and for hours hours on end yeah I mean like, like I think you said like it had started when we went to take a nap because we were dog tired I mean we were mm-hmm. tired yeah so we went to nap and she heard it the, the banging I don't remember it I was in the farthest room from that wall so I don't remember it it was like the living room wall yeah and it was just this banging and we got back from I think it was from the ball part yeah so we came back convention and then before the ball we took a nap I think yes right yes yeah. and then we got ready went to the ball we came back early um and we were you were on the phone with your mom so we were talking to your mom and we heard the banging again and I was like yeah that sounds like a person yeah that doesn't sound like like the washing machine you know what I mean like and like it had been happening like it had been happening since we got there but like I mm -hmm. had just clocked it as oh the neighbors are doing construction or something like didn't really think about it my brain was like not uh, focused on that like and then I had the realization that the houses weren't connected mm-hmm. and that that was a room and it was locked yeah I was like yeah. that's a fucking person yeah and this so... and to be fair it would have been different if they had said there's a person yeah this is not a whole house like you get most of the house they have an apartment on the side yeah. completely different story completely different situation but the fact that they were, we were two young ladies alone yeah yeah in a, in strange, a strange and might and i might add, add disgusting, disgusting city, city. city. Yeah, yeah yeah um, um, um it was terrifying and it was like two o'clock in the morning and we were like we realized there's a fucking person here yeah it was genuinely terrifying and in the airbnb listing they said that you had the whole house which like technically we did like there wasn't a connecting door but like the at least for the courtesy of the person who's living in the attached apartment like you'd want to say that to your guests so it's like you know have common courtesy you might to not hear. yeah like you have the whole house but there is an attached apartment you may hear noises there is someone living there that's all that needed yeah, to be said yeah and then like there's the mutual like respect from both of you guys of like okay like if you hear that there's that explanation and then also you know don't be fucking like yelling and screaming at two o'clock in the morning because there's somebody in an attached apartment right like, which we were not we were being very no. like normally toned I mean we weren't like drunk or anything and no we were just talking on the phone in the living room and then we were quiet for a second and it would stop so it was like he was banging to get us to be quiet yeah I don't think so though because it was happening while we were sleeping so oh, that's true like I don't know. It's so. just it I think was, was really just weird. Either way, it sucked. Um, and those are two of the strangest Airbnb experiences I've ever had. And I've stayed in a lot of Airbnbs. So and I have not. Um, those are my first two Airbnbs. So yeah. Enjoy. 
<laughs> and I was the one who convinced you. I was like, yeah, Airbnbs are great. Like I always stay in Airbnbs. It's cheaper. And Amazing. that's what I got you. But we got them back and we littered the house with glitter. So that's true. Yeah, we did get a lot of glitter everywhere. That was my fault. Oh no, that was I I had remember I brought that like glitter putty and we like put it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It was probably that. Yeah. I think it's a combo of like my dress because my dress shed glitter all over your seats in your car too. <laughs> and it's funny I haven't seen a shed of glitter since I cleaned it. So really, wow, love that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then so the trip was over. Yep. And, and then we drove back. <laughs> all the way. All the way back. It back. was so many hours. Like so many. Like so many. Oh my gosh! And Emily went into the most terrifying bathroom i did uh, we saw some crazy bathrooms um mostly me um yeah but... i'm te- i have ocd so i'm terrified to go into bathrooms but which is so fair honestly <laughs> but i did have to go into one and i almost turned around and emily's like nope you yeah. have to go <laughs> i was like okay yeah it was really like weird though the toilet was like on this weird pedestal like it was so strange. Have you ever seen the movie Saw? Um, it no, looks kind of like, well, just Google Saw, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that was that bathroom. Yeah, I, very I, dark. I, the I tiles were that. cracked. It looked like there was blood. Yeah. Um, um I feel like was... many, many a drug addict has <laughs> has used to that bathroom. Probably. So. Um. Yeah. And then there was the terrifying like red bathroom and there were you know those like oh yeah the one you went into yeah yeah you had to wash your hands with a bar of dial gold oh yeah but like so disgusting it had that like like soap that sits in water it was like an inch of that into the bar of soap it was so disgusting and so then i had to give emily the skylar double germex special which is where you use two different kinds of germex yeah i was like i don't feel clean after using that soap like that was really gross so like i would feel dirtier after using the soap than just not washing my hands at all yeah so um sorry you did you did the double special though you're good i did i'm fine i'm fine (laughs) i didn't even get sick after that trip which is honestly knock on wood i'm very surprised i thought i was gonna get a cold at least me too me too yeah which love this met so many people i gave people hugs which i never do i don't touch people um and i gave people hugs and i signed some girl's shirt and i was like i feel like joseph quinn right now at fan (laughs) expo and i was like oh yeah i'll sign it love that love that for me yeah you had your main character moment you signed so many books i did i did um anywho yeah so that was our trip it was a wild time a wild time uh, if you want to see hawkins content it'll be on the tiktok and instagram um but all that to say they were supposed to start filming the week of may 15th and they did it because the writers went on strike and filming is still delayed indefinitely um mm-hmm. last we heard there was a sign um, that they put out that said um pay your writers or steve gets it or something like that yeah it's a pay your writers or steve is toast oh um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah they also said there's also a sign that said um someone has to write byler um which i thought was very funny um 
yeah the the last we heard about it was like a couple days ago as of recording this maybe a week ago um so like a week prior to about the 9th of june um Mm -hmm the netflix france like the netflix france twitter account um had tweeted that filming was in progress for stranger things <laughs> everyone was like what are they um and then the stranger things writers from their twitter account were like no we're still on strike what are you talking about <laughs> so oh my god get it together france yeah they made a joke too they had like tweeted under that tweet they were like uh, of all the people you guys are on strike all the time yeah so that's what's going on with filming we don't know what's happening we don't know what's happening um but i hope that the strike turns out in the writer's favor The book. Eddie's getting a book. Um, he has a book. It's out. Oh, is it out now? Yeah, he bought it. In October. It said. It comes out in October, girl, on the 31st. Hold on. Which is very on brand for him. Hold it, on, because I bought it have... and it said it was downloaded to my Kindle. Do you just have access to this book that's not out yet? It comes out on October 31st. I know for a fact. Maybe I just, it said it downloaded. Maybe I'm Was just it just dumb. like a preview? I don't know. I'm going to be shook beyond belief if you just have it. It's the Flight of Icarus, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess not. It said it downloaded, but I did buy it. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah it's not out yet. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's called the Flight of Icarus, um, which, listen, just the title alone does not bode well for mm. a boy. <laughs> it does not. Um and hold on i have the little blurb um i'll read it uh the book title is the flight of icarus which is also an iron maiden song that you have now figured out so emily's gonna read the lyrics it's iron yeah i found this out on accident um i was looking for the blurb for the book on google and this came up instead (laughs) amazing iron maiden is uh i mean just go listen to the music episode for season one of the podcast like it's a mm-hmm. whole thing um let's see uh... <gasps> stop you can't do that to me <laughs> no wow okay i think it's actually more relevant that i read the blurb for the book first okay. because uh, then i can draw the connections okay um okay All right, so here's the blurb for The Flight of Icarus. Um, It is, Hawkins, Indiana. For most, it's simply another idyllic, manicured, all-American town. But for Eddie Munson, it's like living in a perpetual tomb of horrors. Luckily, he only has a few more months to survive at Hawkins High. And what is senior year really but killing time between Dungeons and Dragons sessions with the Hellfire Club and gigs with his band? Bar in town, Eddie meets Paige, someone who has pulled off a freaking miracle. She escaped Hawkins and built a wickedly cool life for herself, working for a record producer out in Los Angeles. Not only is she the definition of a badass with killer taste in music, 
she might be the only person who actually appreciates him as the bard he is. What in the what pad? What in the what pad is this? That's exactly what it sounds like. Sounds like my fan fiction. Except she, the girl in mine, isn't a record producer. She's just in another band. Yep. Yeah. It's it literally sounds straight up Wattpad. The fuck, dog. Yeah. Just wait. So his so his sexuality is confirmed. Well, kind of. Kind of. As far as 18-year-old Eddie Munson goes. Yeah. I mean, he's at the very least. Bisexual. Bisexual, yeah. Um, Interesting. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know if she's a love interest. Um, Historically, these Stranger Things books do not have love interests in them, as far as I know. Um, Mm. But it is feeling very Wattpad-y. It Um, is. Anyways. Um, but the best thing, she's offering him a chance to make something of himself, and all he needs to do is give her a demo tape of Corrode and Coffin's best songs. Just one. Are you fucking kidding kidding me? me. Okay, we can cut this out out. really quick. quick. (laughs) Sorry. Are you for real? Yeah. So in the story. Oh. And so she knows how to make. This is kind of similar, but a little bit different. Yeah. That's really wild. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's amazing. All right. Just one problem. Recording costs money, money Eddie doesn't have, but he's willing to do whatever it takes, even if that means relying on his old man, Al Munson. His dad just stumbled back into his life with another dubious scheme up his sleeve. And yet Eddie knows- In my fan fiction, his dad's dead. (laughs) If only, if only. I mean, granted, this takes place two years before- the events of stranger things 4 Mm -hmm. so like this is all prequel situation um his dad just stumbled back into his life with another dubious scheme of his sleeve and yet eddie knows this is his only option to make enough dough in time it's a risk but if it pays off he will finally have a one-way ticket out of hawkins eddie can feel it 1984 is going to be his year and we and we know it's so fucking not and it's so fucking not it's so not and we know um, that he's going to get in fucking trouble with his dad and he's not going to get yeah. the record deal. So we know how the book ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it gives a prequel situation. It's going to give some background on who his dad is and that whole fleshed out relationship, mm-hmm. um, which I am excited about. But I do think that this book is going to destroy, destroy like any like headcanon I've built about Eddie at this point, And that makes me really sad. Um, so I'm a little yeah. scared to read it personally. I mean, like I said, I'll read it for you. I have no problem with that. Um, I I won't let it ruin. I won't let it dim my shine. So <laughs> yeah, I won't yeah, let I mean, it ruin anything for it. me. Yeah. So that's so. the thing that's happening. It comes out on October 31st. Now, uh, the Iron Maiden lyrics that like shook me. Um, oh, okay. For the song called Flight of Icarus. Um, I'm going to skip down a little bit. Um, but there's a couple of like verses and it says Mm -hmm. now the crowd breaks and a young boy appears looks the old man in the eye as he spreads his wings and shouts at the crowd in the name of god my father i'll fly his eyes (sighs) seem so glazed as he flies on the wings of a dream now he knows his father betrayed now his wings turn to ashes to ashes his grave oh yeah so okay as someone okay so as someone and you know this and some of our listeners know this as someone who's absolutely fucking feral for greek mythology this hurts me yeah it's really painful so So, 
the allegory is is that his dad is the reason that he doesn't get to touch the sun yeah yep so it's gonna be painful it sounds like um so yeah so that's happening um i'm pretty stoked to get some backstory on his dad well Um, i'm sorry (laughs) it's fighting for her life (laughs) oh i'm sorry it's been an emotional day Mm -hmm. um yeah so all i have to say though is why have we not gotten a steve book yet why have we not gotten a steve book i want more background information on him right so bad great you can do it call why don't you just call the duffers up why don't i just call the duffers up i have a steve book for you what would happen if you just called taylor up listen i mean at this point we've got we've got a robin book which is great we've got never read it now eddie i'm literally looking at the robin book right now um we've got a lucas book we have a max book we have a hopper book dr Uh, brenner book we're we're going we do have a brenner book now it came out last year um but i think that was a graphic novel though either way give me a steve book it's Mm -hmm. what the people want it's Mm -hmm. what the people want yeah (sighs) Yeah. i agree steve needs a book oh i have a funny story for you oh really quick it's it's a very quick one um so you know how on when we were on live the other day we discussed that you're steve i'm dustin and alex is eddie yeah the other day I was gonna text you a TikTok and I accidentally typed your name in as Steve. <laughs> I am Steve Harrington. I have I, I have him. fully integrated into the delusion. <laughs> I'm there. Oh my god. I am him. He is me. And everyone knows it. <laughs> so now I just am like, should I just change everybody's names? Just change things. Just change my name in your contacts. I am Steve, Steve. Emily Harrington. <laughs> wow, I love this for me. What a high honor, honestly. All it's actually happening. It's a real thing. Did um, we, we know- talk about this theory. What on the podcast did we talk about the theory? No. That- Okay. We have not yet. Um, and we can discuss that now, but to give some background, um, the Duffers, uh, we don't know next to anything about it, but the Duffers have described it as uh, in the style of Sunday morning cartoon, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and the Duffers will be acting as executive producers. Like I said, we don't really know anything about it, but we do know that it will be set in the same world as the original show and will have 80s nostalgia vibes. So it's going to be in the same time frame. That's all we know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want me to? Yes. Would you like to discuss your theory about it? Okay. So was this in the car that we talked about this? Uh, Probably. I don't remember. So essentially many, 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 many months ago, Emily asked me on the podcast if what I thought the spinoff was going to be or how it was Mm going to be relevant. Oh, and, and before you get started here, I, I we don't know if this is the same as the spinoff that they were talking about a while ago. Right. We don't know. We that. don't know if it's the same thing. But um, if we're just assuming. Yeah. Then yeah. this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then. I didn't have an answer, <laughs> obviously. So I think we were in the car when we started talking about this. Or maybe it was before you got here. I think it was before you got here because I think it was over text message 
mm-hmm. messages because it from what i remember it felt very feral so it was probably text messages <laughs> um so i said oh my god what if this cartoon this saturday morning cartoon what if will is an artist on it and yeah. it's when he's a little bit older and then he's now an artist and he takes a lot of things from his experience with all this spooky shit and puts it into this like mm-hmm. cartoon yeah that's it <laughs> yeah i there it is think that would be so cool like i could very much see them doing that as like a reveal at the end of the animated series that will worked on it and it's basically about everything that happened to him um mm-hmm. and he puts it out like more in a modern time um and i just i I think that's genius. I think it's very plausible. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, I'm very excited about it, though. Um, yes, same. All right. Moving on. Um, there is now a Stranger Things board game, and it looks so fun. I don't know if you've seen this, um, but yeah, it's really, really cool. It looks pretty extensive. You can tell that there's like some D&D inspiration to it. Um, I don't know a ton about it, but they released it pretty recently and it looks really fun. Um, they have said that they intend to make expansions of it as well. Um, currently it's only got season one and two characters, but if they make expansions, okay. then we'll get season three and four characters. And so then we get Robin and like Eddie and yep. Yeah. The, um, the, fun, the fun people. Yeah. And a really cute little detail, the character pieces, um are made like D D like little characters so you Aww. can paint them yourself it's really cute i love that yeah so that's a very fun detail so that's coming um now here we get into the nitty-gritty of uh, i'm literally concerned about this for all eternity amazing the fucking stranger things stage show i why don't we just call American Airlines up? Literally, just and put me on a plane. <laughs> when is it? When is it going? Because I'm going to be over there. So performances start in November. If and I that's swear, when I'll be there. I swear to fucking god, if you go see this in London, I will die. <laughs> I will give my left hit to go, and yeah, I'm going to be there from November the second to November the sixteenth. I don't know when it's when the first showing is. I. I, you might miss it oh, and also listeners, I that- i'm going to england sorry that was- <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't- I didn't say it but that's what i mean anyways yeah continue. um i think these uh the most recent ticket availability tweet they put out was that we should start looking for february of next year so i don't know if that if there's even going to be availability but if you can see it i would really appreciate that um I mean, because i will try it's yeah it's a lot so basically um it's a live prequel play to stranger things that covers everything that happens from 1959 all the way up to the events of season one um so Mm, so very dr brenner based i would imagine no no um it's henry creel based and i'll read you yeah i'll read you huh is jamie in it i don't think so okay that would be fucking wild i could see him doing that though yeah that does feel like a very him thing to do um so here's the little blurb on this you're getting a lot of blurbs today i'm so sorry um but 
It is before the world turned upside down. Hawkins, 1959, a regular town with regular young Jim Hopper's car won't start. Bob Newby's sister won't take his radio show seriously. And Joyce Maldonado just wants to graduate and get the hell out of town. Joyce is fucking Italian. Italian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, this is the first time we've heard her last name, like her maiden name. Um, I'm Italian. You and Joyce Connection. (laughs) And Dustin, except Dustin in the show is not Italian, but Gaten Matarazzo is. Yes, 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 yes. Very weird. Anyways. Um, Anyways. Go on. Uh, when the new, when new student Henry Creole arrives, his family finds that a fresh start isn't so easy, and the shadows of the past have a very long reach. Brought to life by multi ward away oh my god, <sighs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking struggling. Get in there. No. <laughs> Brought to life by a multi award winning creative team who take theatrical storytelling and stagecraft to a whole new dimension. This gripping new adventure will take you right back to the beginnings of the Stranger Things story and may hold the key to the end. Now, they have confirmed, the Duffer brothers themselves have confirmed that this is all canon. So everything that happens in the stage play is canon to the Stranger Things. So I'd imagine they had quite the hand in it. Yes, yes. And I, I, I believe their writers were on the floor for writing this stage play. Um, okay. They keep saying that in order to go forward, we must go back, quote. Um, so you got the wheels turning in my head now. Yeah. So they're really driving home this like it is really important to the overall plot that like, you know, this information, which I need I kind of fucked up, up, up that it's not so a movie. Fucked up. No, it's a, absolutely a money making ploy to do it like this, like one hundred and ten percent. Like that kind of pisses me off. Yeah, no, it gives like, me a I, little bit of the ick. The Duffer Brothers give me the mm-hmm. ick sometimes, and this is one of those times. It's very much a capitalist ploy, and I do think it's cool that they're doing it as a stage play. But the fact that they're only doing it in London is like so shitty. Like, um, the fucking show takes place in America. Yeah, you, which guys. is like like it's whatever i want it i just want it to be like international not just in it at least have it London. yeah like at least have it tour or something yeah and i mean they, they could announce that but. they definitely could do that i'm sure this is probably just a test run to see how it does but i mean they're already booked out months in advance for this in london so mm-hmm. i imagine they're probably going to tour it it's just like we're going to have to wait and like at what point is the season going to come out before you can see the stage play you know i don't know the timing of it is kind of weird to me mm-hmm. regardless regardless um recently on the twitter of the strange things on stage play thing mm-hmm. um they tweeted uh like a trailer kind of thing it, w- it was kind of weird um but they captioned it quote all right nerds time to gather gather your party and investigate easter eggs hidden in here what do they mean and people have gone fucking crazy over this. Like the the replies on that tweet are insane. I'm talking like people are full out going detective mode on this and picking this apart like frame by frame. But if there's not that much going on, like it's just red background, black silhouettes of different things. Like there's a cat, there's a raven, there's a, a spider there's um the creel house but this is the most compelling thing to me so it's like a silhouette of the creel house (laughs) spider right yep henry creel 
Raven. Is that an allusion to the Raven Queen? Are that's you exactly what me? I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. So who's the cat? Here's, here's the thing. Okay. So I don't know about the cat yet. I haven't done enough of a deep dive into this to give real theories. And I will, I will circle back to this later, like in another uh-huh. like blurb of news <laughs> once I've really gone into it because I haven't had time to just really de- dig deep into it. But okay. the most compelling thing that I saw in this for my one watch through, there's a silhouette of the Creel house. And you know how okay. there's like a, there's like that top floor that's like the attic and you can see there's a window there. Yeah. It's like, it's like a little tinier floor and then there's like a little bit of a turret it's not like a turret yes. but they're like a little yep. tiny thing yes yeah so in the window of that room there's a little girl standing in it so this is a, a lot of people have latched onto this one because Karen, his sister and that's exactly it so she's the here cat. we go here we go so here's the first thing that i think is really weird so in that little blurb that's in the description of the sh- the play they mention bob joyce and hopper karen's never mentioned in it which i feel like is kind of intentional mm-hmm. and i mean obviously like we're going to presume that alice is the little girl but i think it's really interesting that this like what you see the little karen girl alice what if i'm telling you i'm telling you she is alice i that, that's my theory i think that that's what's going on um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i i really do think that's that's what's going on i think it's very possible and on the flip side of that people have also brought up the point that they think it's weird that joyce is mentioned and only people who are like in joyce's circle are mentioned so i've heard theories that joyce is henry creel's sister and that's like which honestly to me that makes a lot more fucking sense and or yeah or that she's like related to them in some way so maybe Mm -hmm. like i don't know it doesn't quite line up because henry's really young in 1959 like he's like a kid joyce at this point is trying to graduate so like the timeline in 1959 yeah she's that's what the blurb said was that okay. she was trying to graduate. Joyce was. 1959. That's what it said. She would have been younger than my grandmother in 1986, right? Yeah. My grandma, okay, so this is how I look at it. Because my mom is Nancy's age. Yeah. In this whole scenario, right? Mm-hmm. My mom was born in 1969. Yeah. So that would have made... That would make Joyce like a thousand years old in the eighties. <laughs> no, no. A math, the math ain't math then for me. She'd be well, okay. So, well, Jonathan at this point, Jonathan in 83 17. is 17, 16 or 17. So, okay. And here's the thing though. Here's where it like kind of gets muddy for me. So like, let's say she was trying to graduate. Like she's, we don't know how old they were. Like we really don't. Um, but let's say she's i mean i could google it probably it's probably on her wiki my Um, grandma okay to give you context if she's she's trying to graduate in 1959 my grandma was born in 1952 okay no 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 hold on listen to this hopper was born in 1942 it's likely that joyce shares the same birth year making her 41 in season one so when would that put her 
graduating high school. No, that's like that's right. The timeline matches up. Okay. I, yeah. Is am I crazy? No, it it just seems unlikely to me. They don't because they don't seem had... that old. They seem like they're in their like mid thirties. Well, I mean, yeah, it is a film industry though. So like, hold on, if Joyce is so she would have been... says a lot because they're both oh, actually, much older maybe, than that. Maybe this doesn't make sense. She would have had to have had Will or sorry Jonathan when she was thirty two, which isn't like weird, but that feels but it, I feel older like for me. As someone who's gonna be thirty one, okay, um, <laughs> the idea of settling for Lonnie at thirty two, and ha- and then proceeding to have two children with him, it doesn't check out for me. Well, that's what's so interesting, though, is that's what's going to be really interesting about this is we don't really have any backstory on Joyce. Like we don't have like for Hopper, for example, we have literally his entire backstory. We know everything that happens to him from the time that he has graduated to the events of Stranger Things season one. Like we know now if Joyce had if Joyce and Lonnie had another child who was older and like an older adult. I know that we don't have a backstory on her, but that would check out more to me that she stayed and had more children with him. But I just can't imagine a 32 year old woman going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's Well, and that's what I think is interesting great. because in the blurb, it's talking about how she is like trying to graduate and get the fuck out of Hawkins. Like she wants to get out. Like she is like, it, it sounds like Nancy to me. Um, but like, that's what I think is interesting because this is going to give us a, a lot of backstory mm-hmm. on this um mm-hmm. because we really don't have any backstory and i think that it is all like i think you're absolutely right in that point of like why is she still there why yeah. did she settle for lonnie at 32 lonnie. like it's weird it's really strange no, I mean, most people by the time they're in their 30s you kind of know what you're going for and lonnie wouldn't be it yeah i mean i mean i mean you don't know how he was when she first met him but like true i don't know it's really strange um like i i don't know i'm like looking at her uh, her wiki right now too and i don't even like there's nothing there's no backstory there's really no backstory like until that came out we didn't know that she her maiden name was even Maldonado. Meanwhile, we know like everything about Hopper, which is very strange to me. So a lot of people are speculating that this is going to be Joyce centric. Um, and there's going to be some kind of relation here, and this is why she's stuck in Hawkins. This is like Which this would make a lot more sense if Joyce was Henry's sister, because then that would be the reason why Will had powers. Yes, exactly. And that's where my brain goes with it, too, is it makes sense that it would be Joyce in some way because of, like, Will's connection to the Upside Down and Henry. So it makes sense to me that she's relevant in some way. Just, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, all of their ages don't match up. So maybe she's, like, a distant relative. So maybe they moved to Hawkins because of Joyce. So what year did they, what year did Henry and his family move to Hawkins? 1959. 1959 yep that's where this starts is the creel family moves to hawkins because of something in their past that sends them there that's weird i don't see it would make a lot more sense to me this is why this that makes me mad (laughs) is because she seems like the type that 
like she met and i'm not judging literally me it seems like she met lonnie when she was really young because she i feel like has said that in the show like we were really young and stupid like i feel like i remember that quote it says that during the 1960s sometime in the 1960s joyce met and married lonnie byers um though it's been stated by jonathan that she and lonnie loved each other at some point but he wasn't around for it so pre-jonathan they were according to jonathan in love. in love so i'm guessing what happened is they were genuinely in love joyce gets pregnant lonnie doesn't want a kid and then he becomes a douchebag pretty much um welcome to the club joy yeah that's what i get out of that like quote (laughs) so so just in my mind though i feel like it would make more sense so if she was younger if she was vecna's sister that would make a lot of sense like logistically like her i mean that he can't then... she cannot be alice no matter what no matter what the I situation know. is she can't be alice because she's young alice is younger than henry is I know. but i think that joyce is still related in some way or alternatively what if the muppet singing girl is alice what <laughs> the one robin has a crush the most fucking wild f- how did your brain even get there <laughs> No, it's definitely not her. I think that Joyce is probably just related to the family in some way. I think I think that sorry. Dying. I guess I'm just listening it to her singing in my head. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh my god. I can't deal. Oopsie-daisies. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I think Joyce is going to be relevant. I think that she's somehow related to the family. Maybe there's some sort of like... Hold on. Uh-oh. What if she is harboring a dark secret? Uh, hear me what out. What if she is their mom? No. Their mom did die, but what if she didn't actually die? Oh. No, because Joyce is like ah! this exists separately at the same time i know i'm just trying to make it work it's fine <laughs> no here's the, okay here's something that i i think maybe so, so jonathan, jonathan as far as we know doesn't, doesn't have any powers, any powers. which we know except for being a creep we're gonna get into that miss ma'am um now hear me out will is a lot younger than jonathan like a lot younger I mean, not that much younger, but like, but like, what, five, six years younger? Yeah. So it's he's... just because it's just because Noah Schnapp is so tiny. So in the first no, season, you think they're like ten years apart. They're six not. years apart because they're canonically eleven in season one. Okay, so yeah, almost as much as I thought initially. Then, so hear me out. What if something happens down the line where Joyce and one of the Creels are? involved with one another because like at the point of hold 19 hold on yes so at hold the point on. of 1959 like obviously it doesn't make sense for them to like have a relationship or something but and so the kids then would have been born in 1972 
No, and, actually, I'm thinking that doesn't work in the timeline anyways. But what if it's Henry Creel himself? Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to do the math. Um, okay, so he he was 12 years old in 1959. Henry was 12 years old in 1959. Okay. In, as of when he's in the laboratory, he's 32, which means that he'd be like 34 in the events of season four right 34 or 35 okay so no, but still old sense. enough to have borne will through i choice. mean yes but what would the circumstances be around that like okay we know that joyce has worked at mel vaults not us deep diving she's worked at mel vaults for 10 years yeah she said i've worked here i believe that's what she said in the first or it, it is i just watched episode. it yeah 10 years so that means that she's been working there since 1973 but the kids were born in 1972 so what was she so that's what we need to find out what was she doing three years after she graduated high school that's what we need to figure out no she graduated high school in 1959 59 no yeah yeah so what was she doing okay okay well that's the thing that's what the play is about but like she she was with Lonnie canonically she was with Lonnie at some point in the 60s I'm just because you're married doesn't mean that you're being faithful no but like what reason would she have to be with Henry Creel that's my thing because obviously Joyce is not a fucking like pedophile and that's like he wasn't a child in he was 12 in 1972 well, in 197, so okay. I don't think that the I don't think that Jonathan is his dad. Okay. I think that I don't think that Jonathan is his child. I think that Will is. I think Jonathan is Lonnie's, and I think Will is Henry Creel's. So, because so Will and Jonathan Henry, look hold on. nothing alike. By the way, oh, I agree. Henry was born in no, sorry, Jesus Christ. Henry was 25 in 1972. Okay, and Joyce would have been like twenty. Joyce would have been thirty, like thirty-five. Like no, because she's she's forty-one when they're eleven, so she would have been twenty-nine. This is the worst fucking segment of a podcast ever. We're just like doing. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out how old they are. I don't know. That feels like a weird age gap. Like it's okay. not, but it's like it's so not. It it's so she's so she's twenty nine and he's twenty five. So okay, so let's that's say she's, four years. No, <laughs> it's very. Wait, he's twelve years old in nineteen fifty nine. If she's graduating in nineteen fifty nine, that means that she 18. is. So it's six years. My parents are six years apart. Okay, right? actually, maybe it's not that weird. Okay, but like either way, does it work with the timeline? Because Henry is in the lab at this point, right? So here's the question. Was she working at the lab? Oh. Was he still able to go out and about and come back to the lab? Maybe because... he got out somehow. Well, no, because well, he, he had the tracker. Oh, well, maybe that's oh, why maybe he, that's has, the he tracker. has the tracker. Oh, oh my God. God. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on. Because he got he out got like out a little bad boy. boy. And he, and he impregnated, impregnated Joyce Byers. Byers. This is I'm a little bad boy. Crazy talk. Him's a little bad boy. I 
I feel like we're wrong, but I feel like this is the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> Listen, I have thought since day fucking one that Jonathan and Will look nothing alike. No, they don't. And also Will looks like sense. Joyce and Jonathan yeah. looks like. He looks like Lonnie. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also Joyce, like he is a good casting for those two, but will does not look like jonathan nor does he look like lonnie so put a side by side of noah schnapp's face next to jamie campbell bowers and tell me that's not his daddy (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) and then that's why he seeks him out he's like that's my boy so wait when was no 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 no. hold on i'm realizing that the timeline doesn't make sense now why no wait maybe i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna i need a piece of paper (laughs) I have actually no you're right because will was born in 1972 right well yeah the kids would have been born in 1972 yeah Yeah. so that would have made Joyce 31 when will was born yeah no 30 to 31 Mm, yep depending on her birthday um and then it would have made uh 25 25 26 depending on his birthday you're right you're right oh my god oh my god is that what's happening? Is <laughs> and they live so close to the fucking lab. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, hold on I'm... a second. <laughs> oh my god. No. 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 Actually, that makes so much sense for season four because she is not Joyce is literally like in another country the whole time that this is happening. So she doesn't even like we so don't even no get interaction to see at all. Her. So there's no reason. She, yeah. She doesn't hear anything about the backstory. Like she knows nothing about it. Oh my god. I think this might be true. I think this. I just got chills on the back of my neck. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) So our boy went out, and he was a little bad boy, and he got in trouble for dicking around. He dicked down Joyce Byers. He got in trouble, got a tracker put in his neck. So he was never Eleven's dad. He was always Will's dad. I bet you that's why Lonnie's so fucking bitter about it because in and I was that's going to talk why. about this yeah because he is way worse to Will than he is to Jonathan like Lonnie is yes. terrible to Will but like he's when Jonathan goes to see Lonnie when Will is missing in episode two he is like I wanted to see you like is trying to like hug him and like why don't you move out to the city so I can see you more often oh my god we just cracked the case oh my god i think we just fucking cracked the case this is crazy cuckoo banana pants but <laughs> uh but i will tell just, anyone that wants to listen i guess the reason I so, so is will the black cat i don't i don't know i haven't looked that hard into it there's apparently some like splotches on the black cat that are strangely shaped and I need to go look into that. I don't know. I'll go. I'll circle back to this after I've it's not, properly not similar to like it. all his drawings. He does, huh? Like some of his drawings. No, Doctor Brenner's the black cat. If it splotches like psycho, like psychiatrist, I don't know. they're shaped maybe. like something. They're shaped like something. I don't mm. know what though. Okay. I, it's like a whole thing. The reason okay. I think I feel weird about the Joyce X Henry thing is because oh, don't ship it. I just think it's no, I no, think no. it's canon. Yeah, it just feels weird because I'm like, oh my god, that's like the kids and Steve. Like ugh, that gives me the ick. But like at the time that it would have happened, like it's less icky, I guess, because they're adults. I mean, yeah, if she didn't know him when he was 
a kid then yeah it's like the context of what we have right now about them which is like she's trying to graduate and he's 12 well he just moved there too (laughs) yes so it's like she wouldn't even know who he was at the time yeah yeah anyways so that's the that's that's the screenplay holy christ um can't wait for that to start coming out because i'm gonna be unwell and on theory cloud nine (laughs) hi (laughs) i knew we were gonna do this um okay so um welcome back uh we had already recorded this and once again uh, my computer fumbled the ball um, and it is gone. So we are re-recording this, this beautiful moment. Everyone um, say your goodbyes to the original recording. Uh, Start playing she... Sometimes I Like to Die by Moby. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, she has she's, she's deceased. Gone. She's gone forever, but. Um, uh, gone, we... for, but not forgotten. <laughs> gone, but not forgotten. Oh my God. We. So we have pretty much wrapped up the uh, the Stranger Things uh, stage show. Yes. Um, so that's what's going on with that. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, so much has happened since when we recorded. I was in such a good mood. No, literally, <laughs> I am like, I feel like my soul's been sucked out of my body. <laughs> but like me. Which is kind of fitting because of what we're gonna get into so it's fine honestly yeah um so all right I'm almost done with my section so here's some like general just new things that we've learned um god I'm thinking about how much we talked about and I literally just want to bang my head into no you just have to it never happened because we'll just ruminate on it and I'll think about things that I said that I wish I had said again that's true that's true okay all right we're gonna go through this pretty rapid fire this is like general things that we've learned about season four season five yep. shit like that um mostly tweets from the stranger things writers they need to have their twitter privileges revoked um yes first things first um furthering my study agenda uh eddie addressing steve directly when he says uh make him pay was uh confirmed improv can you hear talking in the background no good okay <laughs> That is not my genuine reaction to that information because I did hear it once before already, but I am also still very have feelings about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I um all right, moving on. The Stranger Things writers keep tweeting some shit. They need to be stopped. Um it, they need to be stopped. This, they need to be stopped. It's now June, but all of this was tweeted in April. I'm sorry. Um straight to jail. <laughs> listen, listen. Um so in April, they tweeted the poster for the new Evil Dead Rise film with the caption, quote, we rarely promote new movies on here, but Evil Dead Rise and Stranger Things 5 share something small but awesome in common. Um, the poster did feature the quote, mommy loves you to death. Um, and this is where and... I made an Owen Wilson joke. It's not as funny the second time. <laughs> I love this. I love that this is happening right now. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. So anyways, everyone was in their comments theorizing and stuff and they uh replied to their tweet and said, "Man, some of y'all are so close but no cigar." 
Um, there were a number of theories that people popped out, um, but most of them really honed in on that mom thing. Oh, um, and this is where we theorized uh-huh. that, <laughs> that Joyce is going to go crazy. Right? Maybe. 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 Um, or a mother. Some mother. One of the mothers. Some people thought of like Karen as Alice. Um, some people thought about Elle's mom. Now that the stage play thing is happening, some people are now speculating that it's Joyce. So really curious about that the whole situation. And yeah. um, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't speak to what is the most or least valid theory. It. We'll watch it. Yeah, but we're gonna watch it. I want to do a whole bonus episode where I go into theories about this, and then the next thing that I'm gonna talk about, um, because it's all really compelling. Um, so yeah, if you've seen the movie, think about it and let us know if you have any ideas because I we would love to hear it because if we don't have to watch it we won't yeah because it looks I said this the first time and I'm gonna say it again (laughs) if it looks too scary for me it looks really scary it does look really scary um yeah so then also in April they tweeted a picture of the cover of A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Langold um with no caption huh I said I forgot about this part. I know, I know. It's a lot. We're really about to get into it. We <laughs> the look of defeat. We've already gone down this whole rabbit hole. It was so much information and now it's just gone forever. Yeah. Um, um yep. Yeah. So they just tweeted the cover. They didn't have any comment with it. It was just the book cover. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the replies was just quote, what? just like a confused reply um and then the stranger things writers replied with quote sit which is a clear reference to mrs what's it who's a character in the book um if you haven't read it she's a shapeshifter who often appears at a crow which we're circling back to the crow slash raven imagery um which which yeah, goes raven back to theory. the D theory of the yeah. raven queen so yep the raven queen and then it's also like in the stage play trailer that they posted it's like a, a whole thing so, so they're um, most for sure referencing the raven queen if they're not i will be i will have an aneurysm because i'll be really confused yeah yeah because like none of this makes sense if they're not referencing that like it's really strange to me yeah. um and yeah there's just like there's a lot to unpack there I want to be able to like reread the book I haven't read it since I was very young it's one of my mom's favorite books um but I would like to reread it in the context of potential season five theories and really dig into it um so yeah I I they that Twitter account needs to be revoked Stop. straight to jail yeah. straight to jail you must be stopped prison um <laughs> anyways uh and then my last my last piece of news is uh all capital letters in bold uh joe Curie is blonde maybe which is the segue <laughs> into my now we <laughs> and i have to say all of this again which i am not confident in my retelling abilities listen i sound like i just had a puppy die or something so 
same robotic i'm sure my voice voice. sounds strained (laughs) um for reference i've been sobbing everything's fine (laughs) okay um james okay so again i will mention this little theory because again i have not heard it anywhere it's not really a theory it's just an observation more so which is that vecna kills his victims much like a spider would at first stunning their senses like as if he was poisoning them and then attacking them so just an observation i made i have not seen anyone talk about it just wanted to say it yeah and i think it's so good i just love that imagery it's very good ow thank you um and so going off of a wrinkle in time uh, another theory that I had was that Elle's not actually going into people's minds. She's time traveling and not able to break through the liminal space and into reality vis-a-vis the wrinkle in time, which is mm-hmm. a description of how to time travel, essentially. Yeah. Um, and Vecna needs four victims to break through that dimension. She just hasn't figured out how to do it yet. Um and then another one that I had was, what if Elle can't hear Max because Max has now gotten powers from Vecna and has a wall around her mind? Yeah. And which kind of furthers the Raven Queen thing. If she's blind and she now has powers. And then you said. um, Yeah. So I had the thought of, so when... 11 banished henry she banished him to the upside down so she created this this rift in the space-time continuum i guess um and then when will gets taken by the demogorgon as which and this isn't completely canon but this is a general consensus is that he must have created the upside down um as a trauma response so with his power he created the upside down as we know it which is it being frozen in time in 1983 so my thought in the vein of max is okay so if she is taking power if she is um using the power of l she's using the power of henry what if she created a another dimension or opened a rift to another dimension like will and l did and that's where she's stuck and that's why they can't reach her is because she's now stuck in another dimension other than the upside down that 11 cannot reach that she doesn't know right about. and i thought that was so interesting yeah yeah sorry i wasn't making a face at you it was making a face with my dogs are barking oh you're so fine i was staring off into the distance <laughs> we are so we are like this close and you can't see me but this close to disassociating um so that leads into my next my next segment which is songs and i have to make this preface again that before when we did the song episode we did pretty much every band associated with eddie other than Mm -hmm. judas priest and we had a reason why we didn't mention judas priest in the beginning was because that some of their imagery could be taken as being a little bit white supremacist-y yeah um, and so we did not mention it before, but I was list. I, some of the songs came up listening to music and stuff. And I 
decided that they were relevant. And also I will make this notation again that I have um, gone through Jewish conversion classes and I'm okay. So <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Cause we're not, we're not showing the covers. It's, so it's objective. Fine. It's just, it's already associated yes. with him. Like it's, it's just, it's, yeah. it's just information at this point. Yeah. So, um, so that I have three songs to mention um, and I'm going to go in time order and let me get them pulled up one second. Okay. The first one. Okay. So the first one takes place or the first one came out in 1982. It's called electric eye. Um, and this one goes as follows. I'm only reading a few lines. Um, so up here in space, I'm looking down on you, my lasers trace everything you do. You think you have private lives. Think nothing of the kind. There's no true escape. I'm watching all the time. I'm made of metal. My circuits gleam. I am perpetual. I keep the country clean. I am elected electric spy. I am protected electric eye. Um, okay. Um, another spot from the song is there's nothing you can do about it. Develop and expose. I feed upon your every thought. And so my power grows. And then it goes on and on to, you know, electric eye part. That was the real big one. That one there. All right. And then we have another song called The Sentinel. This one is from 1984. Um, this one. There was one big part of this one that I thought. Oh, okay. This is, again, just another part of the song. It's not the whole song. Um, now facing one another, the standoff eats at time. Then all at once the silence falls as the bell ceases its chime. Upon the sign, the challengers with shrieks and cries rush forth. The knives fly out like bullets upon their deadly course. Screams of pain and agony rent the silent air. Amidst the dying bodies, blood runs everywhere. The figure stands expressionless, impassive and alone, unmoved by this victory and the seeds of death he's sown so i thought that was worth noting yep and now yep. we get into my theory this one shookifies me it just it shookifies me so um if if the listeners remember when i did the music or when we did the music episode i mentioned a couple songs that took play or they were written in 1990 yep so my theory is is that they're going to chime jump to 1990 and that yeah. so we're done with the 80s now like i think that they're going to close hawkins down the government's going to close it off it's too dangerous everyone in the town is going to get relocated they're going to go their separate ways and it's going to go very much in the fashion of the movie it or the book it if you've ever read it or watched it where the first half of the film the kids defeat the big bad a little bit um but little they know he's still alive so like yeah. however many years later they have to come back and they have to defeat him once for all so i think it's going to go in that realm where somebody's going to feel something whether it be l or will and they're going to call each other up and they're like one last time we got to do it one last time we got to yeah you know we got to kill him yeah. whatever oh i have chills thinking about that oh god <laughs> Oh my god and so that was and that was so that was kind of our thought process behind um joe Keery's hair 
yeah so to segue into that um we think he's gonna have joetic pustus i'm gonna die um <laughs> yeah so th- i mean joe curry i don't think that he's actually blonde right now i think it was a wig um which uh, we could post the, the picture on instagram i guess but um it looked very realistic um i don't think that he actually dyed his hair blonde but um it led me down a rabbit hole of realizing that a lot of the kids have changed their look um for example uh like Caleb McLaughlin for example like he didn't change his look like I think intentionally for the show oh yeah we talked about this he just looks old he does he literally looks like he's maybe 27 to older maybe even he which is like not I don't think that's for the show I don't think that there's anything any relation there but I'm like wow if they wanted to age him up that would be really easy for them um and then one second she's stressed she got the slime out <laughs> she's had it with me today uh, no it's not you it's just man i yeah um <laughs> Anywho. anyway so then um i saw that sadie sink had cut her hair and this is around the time no one's really sure if it was before the writer strike happened or afterwards, but it was right around the time that that started, which is also around the time that they were supposed to start filming, which I was like, that's really weird that she would cut her hair. Cause it's like a pixie cut. It's not like a, she cut it into a bob or whatever. It's a yeah. pixie cut. And I thought um, we should mention this again, which is for those of you who don't know, when you sign film contracts and things of that nature, your body's not yours anymore. Um, if yeah. they need if they need your hair to be a certain way, they need it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Your eyebrows, your uh, just pretty much anything like your yeah. nails, it, it, they tell you what to look like if you're in a contract for filming. So it's yeah. really weird that yeah. these people have made these changes so close to when they thought they were going to be filming. Yes, it's it's very strange, uh, specifically Sadie. Like Caleb was, just looks like that, um, but yeah, that's um, just he just looks older <laughs> he does yeah um it's wild how they're able to like age him down basically in the show it's really crazy um but anyways I thought it was really weird that Sadie cut her hair and I was like well they could put her in a wig but that seems weird because it's her natural hair in the first place um and like I don't know it just gave me the energy of like are they gonna time jump and she's got like a new haircut because like well, then the i thought about that she has is very 90s yes well i thought about this too so she's she was in a coma yeah at the end of season four and i think i talked about this on your live too so what i'm thinking is is she's going to be out of the coma and maybe she had her head shaved while she was in the coma so if the hair is mm-hmm. correlated to her being in the coma then it would make sense that it would still be short yeah because it wouldn't yeah. have grown i mean it I could have in four I mean, years I'm I should have grown yeah but. but also like it depends on when it was cut it depends on a lot of things mm-hmm. regardless I thought it was weird um so that gives me the energy of like oh my god what if like they have blonde Steve Harrington and then oh I didn't even talk about this the last time but this and this is just pure headcanon like I think that it, it's very possible that this is never gonna like this isn't going to be an actual motivation but 
um, I saw some people talking on Twitter about um, how they love how um, how it looks on him because it's detaching him from the stereotype of his hair being his like key feature. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's like headcanons out there that like, oh, if this happens, then Steve is like growing his hair out and dyeing it blonde to like detach himself from that persona of him being King Steve, which I love that i really hope that that happens because like, yeah. that would be just such good he is fan so baby material. huh i said he is so baby girl god he really is he really is i love him i love him um so yeah that that's that and i think that's really compelling like i think it's very likely i mean the duffel brothers have already said there's gonna be a time jump i think like it doesn't make sense that vecna would come out of that battle and then like within a few months be up and ready to rumble again like I think that it's very reasonable that he would have to recoup and plot for a little bit yeah so yeah I think that he's just going to be dormant and yeah I think that you're absolutely right I think it's so as we know because the writers tweeted that the first episode of season five is going to be called the crawl and may i I already have chills i'm so scared i love it and may i present (laughs) to you um a song called nightcrawler by judas priest Ah, i'm so ready (laughs) um okay so this one is the most i'm gonna read so be buckled be braced okay howling winds keep screaming round and the rain comes pouring down. Doors are locked and bolted now as the thing crawls into town. Straight out of hell, one of a kind, stalking his victim. Don't look behind you. Nightcrawler, beware. What? <laughs> so I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Nightcrawler, beware the beast in black. Nightcrawler, you know he's coming back. Night crawler. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Sanctuary is being sought. Whispered prayers, which I forgot to mention, that reminds me of our idea that the first episode is going to start at a church. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, whispered prayers, a last resort, honing in its cry distorts. Terror struck, they know they're caught. Straight out of hell, one of a kind, stalking his victim, don't look behind you. Um, And then it repeats Nightcrawler. And then here we go. Huddled in the cellar, fear caught in their eyes, daring not to move or breathe as the creature cries. Fingernails start scratching on the outside wall, clawing at the windows. Come to me, it calls. Atmosphere's electric, like the lightning in the upside down. As it now descends the stairs, hiding in the darkness is so futile from its glare. Death comes in an instant, as they hoped that it would. Souls ascend to heaven while it feasts on flesh and blood. And then the last part of the song, it repeats all the Nightcrawler shit again. And then the last part of the song is, he's going to get you, repeated like a thousand times, beware the beast, Nightcrawler, he's going to get you. And that's it. I, I, listen. 
I know we're hearing this for the second time now. You and me. Not that I'm hearing, I, li- I added it to my playlist in my car. I've heard it like 6,000. You're right. You're living this a hundred times. Um, I've been waiting I'm for this moment. I'm never going to get tired of this. I'm never going to get tired of it. I think this is like, this is probably one of the most compelling song references there is. Like this song in particular? Yes. I, it, it's, it matches up a lot. It the, shookifies me. For, for me, it, the lines that get me the most is um, the doors are locked and bolted now. The thing crawls into town, which is like, it's called the crawl. And then yeah. it that fits with my theory of everything is being shut down. The town is shut down. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really speaks to me is the beast in black. You know, he's coming back. And Eddie was known for wearing a lot of black. Yeah. It's, it, this is a cast theory, if that isn't completely obvious to everyone. Yeah, and I think it could go either way. I think this could also be a reference to Vecna in the it could, realm yeah. of, like, we all know that he's coming back. We're living our lives for, like, three years, and then, yes. like, but we know that it's not going, like, it's not over. I think it could go either way, but I really, like, in the cast theory, so, yeah. Yes. The other thing that, get, that gets me is the um come to me it calls so we know that it's sentient this creature in the song so it it has a mind and it talks um the atmosphere is electric the lightning like i said um and then it's for me it's okay it's the while it feasts on flesh and blood which vecna doesn't do that's a good point that is very vampire-y yes that's so a good point. i was kind of like interesting and yeah. a nightcrawler so like if you want to go okay i'm gonna blow your mind a little bit are you ready <laughs> no i just thought about this okay okay buckled and braced okay buckled and braced um okay so okay yes i'm correct okay i'm ready okay in the first episode of the show it's called x-men 134 okay and one of the characters in x-men is called nightcrawler what oh thank god they're doing a full circle moment and he's a creature and he started off like his journey uh working in a circus but he looks like kind of like a creature he has vampire looking teeth um pointy ears really Um, he does and uh so it says here and by his adolescence he had become the circus star acrobat and aerial artist circus audience assumed that he was a normal looking human being wearing a devil like costume and joseph quinn does the devil horns in the episode and then like that's i my brain was moving while i was thinking about this earlier but i was like oh my god hold on a second because i knew that i i you can't tell right now, but I do like the X-Men. Because <laughs> um, I'm, like, doing this on the fly. So I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, so, yeah. He has pointy teeth. He has uh, pointy ears. Um, he has a devil tail. And um, he is very jumpy. But he's a creature. Oh my God. But his name is Nightcrawler, essentially wow okay so i would be interested to look at x-men 134 and see if nightcrawler is in it you get the, you get live. the live 
the live, the live lookup, lookup of, of, of X-Men 134. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't see that Nightcrawler's in X-Men 134. But published in June 1980, X-Men number 134 is the midway point in the famous Dark Phoenix saga and the debut appearance of the titular villain. It is pivotal issue in Chris Claremont and John Byrne's series that sees X-Men member Jean Grey taken over by the Phoenix Force and turn on her teammates. And- so when does Nightcrawler get introduced to the series then? Because um, if it's 1990, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> May 1975. So why would he not be in the one that came out in 80? Um, They're not all in it. Let me see. They're not always all. They're Sometimes they're doing other things. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> not a long one. I promise. I just, I would be interested if his powers like mimicked um vampiric powers yeah just i would find that very interesting okay this is literally not loading (laughs) i'm gonna do it on my phone sorry powers and abilities nightcrawler his powers are teleportation really yes he teleports by displacing himself into the brimstone dimension traveling through it and then returning to his Stop, stop, stop. And then returning to his own dimension at a certain distance from his point of departure. Um, he consciously determines his point of return. It occurs so quickly that Nightcrawler is unaware of being in the dimension at all. I'm speechless. Um, subconscious spatial awareness nightcrawler has a very limited subconscious extrasensory ability that prevents him from teleporting himself so that his feet for example would materialize below the surface of the local ground because this ability is so limited however nightcrawler will not teleport into any place that he cannot see or has not seen in the past if nightcrawler teleported himself into an unfamiliar area he would run the risk of materializing partially or entirely within a solid object. So that's like how Vecna's range is Hawkins. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, wall crawling, flexible bone structure, camouflage, prehensile tail, night vision, superhuman agility, superhuman reflexes, his abilities. He's a master acrobat, skilled combatant, aviator, medic, strength level, He possesses above average strength of a man of his age, height, and build who engages in intensive regular exercise. Weaknesses. Despite Nightcrawler's superhuman powers, he is just as susceptible to disease and physical injury as any other ordinary human. Interesting. Okay. While he recovers from injuries, his fellow X-Men are apparently killed on a mission in Dallas. Not long after, Nightcrawler and Shadowcat leave to join Captain Britain on an adventure in the UK. They fought Gatecrasher's group of interdimensional mercenaries known as the TechNet. He eventually... Okay, the heroes work together so well, they decide to form a group they name Excalibur. No. Like, after the sword. No. Stop. It's too close. This cannot... There's... 
I'm shook. I'm a little shook. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I'm kind of glad I went on this tirade. Wow, I'm glad we recorded because this would have never come to existence. It wouldn't have. Okay, let me see. Oh, okay. Stop. Nightcrawler is romantically involved with the Scarlet Witch. Oh. Like Wanda from WandaVision. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay, this I know. There's, There's this question. So apparently in some game, and I can't figure out what so there is no i don't i don't have any proof of the jean gray love interest thing disregard but there is this thing that keeps coming up that says which is the right one to save nightcrawler or jean gray and jean gray is the phoenix the the dark phoenix which is she's good and turns bad okay and she was in love with a very good guy but she turns into a very bad person (laughs) And okay. so apparently there's this game and everyone keeps asking who is the right one to save, Nightcrawler or Jean Grey? And Jean Grey, do you know what Jean Grey's powers are? Oh no, I'm not emotionally prepared. Tell me. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, I'm looking it up really quick just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure Jean Grey's powers are that she, if she touches another mutant, she can take their powers from them no so okay Jean's mutant powers are of telepathy and telekinesis first manifest when her best friend is hit by a car and killed Jean mentally links with her friend and nearly dies as well are you kidding me no you're kidding me has the secret to stranger things just been x-men the whole time (laughs) maybe oh my god okay who am I thinking of that sucks the powers out of people maybe it's not Jean Grey okay she uh Jean Grey is an omega level mutant with the power of telepathy and telekinesis with these abilities she doesn't only move things and read other people's thoughts with her mind but she uses those abilities to do more things with just these two powers with her being so powerful on her own it does not help when the phoenix takes over her body and mind thus making her a near unstoppable force She also can fly. She can use her power of telekinesis to not move only herself, but others as well. While at first Jean got her power, she could barely concentrate on lifting up simple objects. She now has the power to lift herself and fly for lack of a better term. So she's not the one that sucks other people's powers. Regardless, it's getting very Vecna. Yeah. Very Vecna. Yes um oh with Jean's telepathic abilities she can protect herself and her teammates in multiple different ways she can make a psychic shield around her and her teammates or make an illusion with her mind that can trick people into seeing whatever she wants or whoever she chooses stop it stop it she can also cloak minds or protect mutants from being seen by cerebro because cerebro can look into anybody's mind um, she can also cloak herself with her telepathy and make it so that no one can see her presence. I'm, I don't even have words. I'm sorry. I've gone too far. I'm so shook right now. Has X-Men been the secret the whole time? Maybe. Listen to this. Okay. Are you oh ready? God. <laughs> with Jean's telepath- telepathic powers, she is able to form a mind link with whoever she wants. A mind link is when someone can make 
take multiple people's thoughts and make everyone hear them like a walkie talkie. Almost everyone with the power of, te- of the telepathic form performs the ability mind link. Gene is not the only one seen doing it. Professor Xavier uses this power quite often as well. Um, she can also astral project. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, and telekinesis and psychic siphoning. It is ability for Jean to be able to take someone else's psychic energy and drain it from their system and give it to herself. She can take that energy like and Vecna. make Yeah. She can take <laughs> that energy and make herself more powerful than she already is. You're she kidding. Does, she does not use this power unless she has to. You're actually shitting my dick right now. I Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, okay. we're okay Listen, we're fine. maybe we're just like making connections willy-nilly like maybe it's just like you can is it any wonder that, that you want to x-men one three that i mean i surprised we never looked it up because then we would have known exactly x-men one three four is referencing l because that's when they meet l yeah so well, l is gene gray well, that's the that's the comic that Will wants from Dustin when they right. race. But it is so the name probably... of the first episode. Well, yeah, but I'm guessing there's probably some like Will relevancy as well, since that's the comic that he wants. Mm-hmm. So is Will Jean Grey? And is Me? L the Phoenix? Man, because it's... I <laughs> Because it says the X-Men known as Jean Grey in in X-Men 134, it's the beginning of the Dark Phoenix saga. Jean Grey comes into contact with a cosmic force known as the Phoenix. I'm going to actually um, throw myself out of the second story window that I'm next to. Um... <laughs> Anyways, I'm done. Oh, how does this keep happening? Okay. Okay. Um... I mean, it speaks for itself. We don't even need to elaborate. Like, we don't. (laughs) Just take that information for what it is. Yeah, no, it's it's the same. Wow, okay. Well, that was fun. (laughs) I'm going to go cry myself to sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. And love that for us. Um, So, all in all, we think the show is going to be set in 1990 all in all we uh all in all joe should have blonde hair and joseph quinn lies through his fucking teeth (gasps) oh we didn't talk about that in this you didn't no fuck all right (laughs) all right we don't have to that's an extra so many minutes all right here it'll be fast i'm gonna rapid fire it it'll be really fast so joseph quinn was just at fan expo philly last week as of when we're recording this which is june 9th he was on a panel and he said some silly little things he's always saying silly little things that silly little man he (laughs) he said my sweet little um, boy just just dear (laughs) sweet angel just a little pookie um so he said, first of all, circling back to the book, he said that he has some involvement with the book, um, which my theory is that much like the Rebel Robin book, which is Robin's book that's in the same like 
it's not a series but it's they're all companion novels within the same realm um she Maya Hawk did a like companion podcast to it it's not the same as the book but it is a companion to the book um and so she was on that and it was really good so my favorite- yeah so we think he's going to narrate the audiobook or he's going to do a companion podcast um now then he said <sighs> he was asked about the cast theory he thought he was asked if he thought it was going to happen if he liked it if he knew about it um he this is something that I didn't talk about the last time but he said that he does know about it which originally he didn't know about it like the last couple of interviews I watched from him he didn't know about it really and what he did know was very vague he seemed to like know about it in this which is first of all he listens to our podcast (laughs) i hope not (laughs) we will get a cease and desist if he listens to this um so yeah he said that he he liked the theory he said it was possible but he doesn't think it's very likely and the way that he's he had crazy eyes yeah crazy eyes and he was too smiley he was very smiley it was kind of stilted the way that he said it and Mm -hmm. everyone's been comparing him to like andrew garfield and tom holland as like we're not gonna be in the movie and then they are in the movie um so that's kind of the vein that everybody's running down and i think that's completely valid as somebody who has seen that man do interviews and panels a million fucking times and he just looks like he's lying so like he'll he goes uh i I like the theory i think it's interesting blah 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 and then he's like nobody's called my agents um yeah i haven't gotten a call um yeah and he says he says specifically uh they haven't called me and then like as an afterthought he says or my agents it's weird the way that he says it it's just really strange um so i think that he's and grace kind of looks uncomfortable when he's talking yeah yeah grace is also on this panel and she kind of looks like uh, she's just um, like waiting yeah smiling and waiting (laughs) yeah so like so I think that he's lying based on every single time that I've heard this man talk. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's, I he, I think he's going to be in it. I really, truly Well, do. he didn't have Jamie there to uh, keep him from spilling the beans. So he had to be on no. his best behavior. Literally, he didn't have his emotional support, Jamie. So <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so go look up that clip because it's like, he's fucking lying. He's lying through his little British teeth. Um his little British so, chompers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that it's very interesting that he knows so much about the theory now. Like, if mm-hmm. you weren't going to be in it, why would you know so much? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, that's what happened on the panel. Um, and he is in Dallas, like, soon, right? He's in Dallas this weekend. Oh, okay. It took yeah. everything in my, in my being not to be there. You should have gone. You should have no that's not how him. i want to meet him i know i know i know it's fine it's <laughs> i'm not i'm not judging anyone who goes to meet celebrities that's just not really like me yeah and it never has been i've just never been one of those people i like i'll talk about it and be like yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and then i just don't it's just not me yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can't i can't i personally no judgment i personally can't fathom paying 200 dollars to talk to him for 10 seconds 
it is really expensive yeah. it is really expensive um i'm like i'd rather take my chances and just meet him in person yeah it'd be day. fun to do it as like a friend's trip like oh we're gonna go to a con and like go do other things like if you were with a bunch of people but yeah I that would be it would be like less different to me but at, yeah. just as like i'm gonna drive six hours just to meet joseph quinn that's just not i'm i'm just not gonna do that yeah yeah that no. makes sense um yeah so we'll see what comes out of that yep um, we might I'm have sure to add an updates to episode i'll add news to the end i think i'm gonna have news segments at the end of like the majority of our regular season episodes just because it's not worth like doing individual episodes so if anything comes out of it you'll hear about it probably in the next couple of weeks yep (laughs) because i'm sure he's gonna say something dumb i don't know who else is who else from stranger things is going to be there either so grace um um grace is gonna be there joe's gonna be there um I think they're the only two from Stranger Things. That's how it was in Philly. Um, there's, but there are a couple people that it's interesting that they're there. Mm. Um, but I can't remember who they are. Maybe I'll mention it in the next episode. Who knows? Um, but it was people of note. So interesting. I'll try to note that tomorrow when we mm. record the yeah. next episode yeah so Anywho. yeah that's what's going on um yeah jo- joseph quinn shouldn't be allowed to do these things <laughs> he should not he should not he should not i'm surprised he hasn't spilled yeah. the beans to somebody he's just met i'm honestly doing- so su- yeah i'm surprised that those questions haven't been like blacklisted as well because you know how like he doesn't when you do just- an inner yeah well when you do an interview they'll send like a list of questions that you can't ask them yes um and I'm surprised that that question hasn't been like shut down yet. <laughs> no, because it keeps people feral. It yeah, keeps people true. talking about it, and they're that's nothing true. if not capitalists. The strangers they are; people. those men are capitalists. <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. There we are. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's that's the tweet. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, no. This turned out so good because if we hadn't have done this, we would not have had the Nightcrawler. You're right. You're right. You're right. And it I think all... that that's pertinent information. Yeah. Also with Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're struggling. All right. We're going to go. Um, I'm going to go yep. eat some sun chips and drown my sorrows. Yep. I might go have a glass of wine. Oh my god. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so amazing. All right. All right. Hope you all enjoyed that. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>